2 Kings chapter 6 is where we'll be uh, this morning. 2 Kings chapter 6. If you got your Bible, say amen. If you don't have your Bible, it's all good. You can follow along on the screen. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Um, last week, I started a series called Reset. Reset. And I talked specifically last week uh, about resetting our thinking, resetting our thought life uh, in the middle of chaos, in the middle of despair and destruction. And we read from the book of Lamentations last week, and we read how the prophet Jeremiah was sharing of all the issues and all the, the, the darkness that was going on uh, in Israel at that time, and, and how even in the middle of that, he needed a reset of his thought life. He needed to reset his thinking and to begin to think on God, begin to think on the goodness of God. He said it was, it was when I began to remember, when I began to think on God, that, 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 that I had hope again, and how in the middle of chaos, in the middle of, of dark seasons, if we would just reset our thinking on God. It's there that we can find our hope. It's there that we are reminded of the goodness of God. It's there that we are reminded of his faithfulness towards us. And so that was last week. Today, I want to talk on the subject of perspective. Perspective. Say perspective. I want to talk about the resetting of our perspective. Perspective, by definition, just simply means a point of view, a point of view. Now, uh, my family and I, we, this is something we kind of all struggle with. We struggle with, with bad vision. <laughs> We've got bad eyesight. Uh, every year, we try to go every year. We don't always stay consistent with it, but we try as often as we can uh, to go get eye exams. And I don't know about you, but every time I go get an eye exam, it seems that every time I go, they're always adjusting my prescription because my eyesight's getting worse and worse every time I go. And it's just kind of a biological thing because it's just really proven that that as you get older, as your body gets older, uh, as you mature more, that, that even if you've had great eyesight all your life, uh, the reality is as you get older, your, your, your muscles in your eye, they get weaker. They get weaker because even if you've had great eyesight, there comes a point for, for many folks. And if it's not you, you're just an exception to this rule. But but for many folks where you start to need reading glasses and you start to have you start to have trouble seeing certain letters. Like if you look at my tablet right now, like I have my font on like 20 because of my eyesight. I don't just wear these glasses just for a fashion statement. I wear them because if I take them off, I can't see you. Right. My vision just gets weaker. And, and so every time we have appointments and we set appointments for the family, specifically for me, they, they give me the eye chart. Everybody know what the eye chart is. Right. And it seems that every time like they, they go lower and lower on the eye chart, the, the, the smaller the letter, the more difficult is it is for me uh, 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 to get it right. And so there's this pressure that I have to get it right. And so, like, can you read this line? And I read it, E, F, and Z, and whatever. And can you read this line? And then finally they're at this line, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't see anything on that line. I can't see anything. And so I'm just guessing. Anybody ever been there before where you've guessed what letters were on that line? 
And so what happens is they got to readjust my prescription because my, my eyesight got a little weaker. And, and thankfully, the last time I went, they didn't have to adjust it by much. It really wasn't much of a difference. But our eyesight just it gets weaker. It gets weaker as we get older, as our bodies age and as we mature more. Well, that's in the physical sense. But in the spiritual sense, when we come to faith in Jesus, something new happens on the inside of us. We get this new life. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that we are a new creation. We're a new creation. There's this new spiful life on the inside of us that is birthed, and, and, and there's this new spiritual life that we begin to grow in. Well, well, the opposite of that in regards to our physical life is that as we grow in our spiritual lives, as we mature in our spiritual lives, our spiritual eyesight gets better. In other words, we get a new perspective on things a new point of view as we grow in our spiritual lives. We get a new perspective on the world. We get a, a new perspective in how we view people. We even get a new perspective or point of view in how we view trouble. That's what happens to us in our spiritual lives. As we grow spiritually, our eyesight, our spiritual eyesight should be getting better. Our perspective should be getting better. But like you, like me, there are times in my life where my perspective needs a reset because sometimes my, my spiritual vision, my spiritual eyesight isn't where it needs to be. And so I want to talk about a resetting of our perspective this morning, a resetting of our point of view. And I want to speak from the book of Second Kings, chapter six. Second Kings chapter six, just to kind of get you up to speed as to uh, what's going on uh, right now. Well, there was a king, uh, there was this group called the Arameans and and there was king, the king of Aram and they were waging war against the Israelites. And so the king of Aram would devise up schemes and devise up plans of action to to attack the Israelites. And so every time he would come up with a plan. God would speak to the prophet Elisha and God would reveal to the prophet Elisha the plans that the Arameans had against the Israelites. And so Elisha would tell the king of Israel and he would tell them the plans that that are happening. There's this group that's getting ready to come and attack you. They're going to attack you at this location. And so every time the Israelites, because of the word from the Lord, they were a step ahead of the Arameans. And this happened numerous times. The Arameans just could not attack Israel because of the word of the Lord. And so the king of Aram got upset and he was getting frustrated. He was getting angry that they were that Israelites were one step ahead of him, all because of what what Elisha was receiving from the Lord. And so the king of Aram uh, uh, gathered his leadership council together and, and he was furious and he was upset. He said, clearly there's a traitor. Clearly there's a spy in my camp that is feeding them information. And they were like, no, my Lord, no, my king. We're faithful to you. You can trust us. We're not spies. We're not traitors. But there's this guy, this prophet of the Lord. He's the one that tells the Israelites your plans. He's the one that tells them what you discuss in secret. He's the one feeding them this information. And so now the king of Aram now places his target and his focus on Elisha. Basically, we've got to do something about this guy. 
We've got to capture him. In other words, kill him. And so now the king of Aram and the Arameans devise a plan to go catch Elisha. And they find out where Elisha and his servant are, are staying, where they're sleeping. And so he, 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 he gets armies together to go and find Elisha. And this now brings us uh, to where we're reading in our text this morning in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. Verse 15 says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Then that's a pretty legitimate statement. That's a pretty valid statement. You wake up in the morning, you're you're stretching, you're getting ready for the day and you walk out there and you see an army that is surrounding you, an army that wants to capture you and kill you. You're surrounded. There is nowhere to go. I believe many of us would have the same reaction that the servant had. Oh, no. What shall we do? What shall we do? What am I going to do? And I think many of us have had that reaction in our own lives because I think just like Elisha's servant, we too, even maybe our current situation may feel like we've been surrounded. Maybe our current situation uh, in our own lives has made us feel like we've got an enemy that is surrounding us and that, is, that has got us stuck, that has got us paralyzed. Maybe what's going on in the world today has got you feeling surrounded. Maybe it's got you asking the question, what am I going to do? The world is falling apart. Our leaders don't have answers. There's a pandemic that is happening. There's some civil unrest that is happening. And I'm seeing all this stuff on the news. I'm, I'm hearing about it. I can't even uh, uh, get on any form of social media. I can't turn on any channel without seeing all the despair that is going on in the world. I feel like I'm surrounded. And we ask the question, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive this? How are we going to make it? And that's just on a grander scale, but as I was sharing with the team this morning, I was just sharing with them, just because all this stuff is going on in the world doesn't mean that maybe you yourself don't have your own personal battles you're fighting. Maybe there's things personally that have got you feel, feeling trapped. See, because when you're surrounded by an enemy, when you're surrounded by an army, there's nowhere to go. You are stuck. You are paralyzed. And maybe there's a personal issue that you're dealing with. Maybe it's, it, it's your marriage. Maybe there's something going on within your marriage. Maybe there's stuff going on within your family. Maybe there's stuff going on in your finances. Or, or maybe it's your health. Whatever it is, it's got you paralyzed. It's probably got you stuck. And just like the servant, you're saying, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive? What, what's tomorrow going to look like? You're surrounded. Surrounded. And when we ask questions like, what am I going to do? And how am I going to make it through? Oftentimes it leads to the next question is, God, where are you in all of this? Where are you? If you remember last week's message, even the prophet Jeremiah, the prophet of God, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the distress, 
he himself had a moment of doubt. He himself had a moment where he, he, he felt like hope was lost. He says, I don't even see hope for the future. There's some of you this morning saying, man, I don't even see hope for the future. I don't even see how I'm going to survive this. I don't see how we're going to make it out of this. That's an honest response. It's an honest reaction. In fact, it's a, probably a reaction that many of us, all of us at one time or another have had. What am I going to do? And God, where are you in the middle of all this? God, why are you so silent? Why don't I feel you? Why don't I sense you? Where are you? What shall we do? And if we continue reading in verse 16, Elisha is now awake. He's now aware of the situation. Verse 16, this, these are his words to his servant. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Let me say that again. I don't think you heard that. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. See, see, Elisha wasn't just giving his servant words of comfort. He wasn't just trying to ease his fear. He wasn't just trying to ease his despair. He wasn't just trying to tell him something nice to encourage him. He was telling him a truth. Don't be afraid. Those that are with us are far more than those that are with them. That's a fact. That's a truth. That's just, not just something nice to say. And in the same way for us this morning, I'm not just sharing this with you uh, just, to, just to ease your fear or to ease uh, uh, your pain. I'm telling you a truth. Don't be afraid. Those that are with us are more than those who are with them. In fact, it sounds very familiar uh, to a New Testament passage, 1 John 4, 4, uh, from the King James. I only know this in the King James Version. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In other words, the spirit of God that is on the inside of you is far greater than any enemy that can surround you. Is far greater than any circumstance that can paralyze you. That is what is on the inside of you. Don't look at that as just nice words of comfort. Look at that as truth. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Those that are with us are more than those who are with them. I don't want us to focus on the servant's lack of faith or what we would deem lack of faith. That's not the point of this message. In fact, I would much rather us focus on the faithfulness of God in this situation. Because, see, we're all like we've all been like the servant. We've all had moments where we've doubted. We've all had moments where we felt despair. We've all had moments where we felt hopeless. But let's not focus on that. Let's just instead, let's focus on the faithfulness of God. Let's focus on the promises of God. Let's focus on the action and move of God. Because see, here's the deal. When we align ourselves with God, get this, when we align ourselves with God, 
we always outnumber our enemies. When you align yourself with God, I mean really aligning yourself with him, you will always outnumber your enemy. You will always outnumber your enemy. And so here's, here's, where, here's where I want to get to the point of the message today in regards to perspective. Because, see, I believe we need a new perspective. I believe we need a new point of view. Or maybe we need a reset in our perspective. And I just want to give you two words today that will help us renew our perspective. Two words that will help us reset our point of view or reset our perspective. And it comes out of verse 17. Remember, Elisha said, don't be afraid. Those that are with us are far greater than those that are with them. Verse 17, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. One word I want you to remember to gain new perspective is as simply as all get out. Pray. Pray. Prayer is a reminder for you that there is someone far greater than you. Prayer is a reminder to you that there is someone who has a far better solution than we could ever have. And so Elisha prayed. He prayed, Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of my servant. He said, I, I, I pray that you would give my servant a resetting of perspective. Give my servant a new point of view. Give him a new point of view. And it's the same thing that we should be praying. Lord, open my eyes that I, may, that I may see. Lord, I pray that you would give me a brand new perspective. You're going through some stuff right now. You're feeling surrounded. You're, you're in a dark season. Your family, your marriage, your health, all these things seem to be falling apart. God, I pray that you would open my eyes and get a new, fresh perspective. Help me to see you anew and afresh, God. Open my eyes that I may see. That you may see what? Well, this moves us to the second word, because see, once you, once you start with prayer, once you start talking to God, once you start praying and, 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 and recognizing that there is someone far greater than you are, then it reminds you of presence. Presence. Lord, I pray that you would open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. It says, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. See, prayer is a reminder of presence. See, this is something we may need to start doing. We may need to start shifting and, and, and changing our, 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 our words in prayer. What I want you to notice here is that Elisha wasn't asking God to show up. God, you see our enemies. You see we're surrounded. God, I need you to show up. I need you to come through. No, he doesn't pray for God to show up. Instead, what does he do? He prays that his servant will see that he's already here. He's already here. So instead of us praying for God to show up, say, God, open my eyes that I may see you. 
God doesn't need to show up. He's already there. Because my God promises me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Why would I need to ask somebody to show up if he's already promised he would never leave me? We need a new perspective. We need a new point of view. In the middle of all that's going on right now, maybe we just need to stop praying for all these other different things and just pray for yourself and say, you know what, God? Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see that you are here. Remind me of your presence. Remind me of the promises that you will never leave me nor forsake me. Remind me that you are already here. New perspective. A new point of view. See, you, you, you start to act different and walk different when you truly believe that God is with you. I know that sounds simple. I'm not trying to be profound this morning. I'm just trying to tell you, when you know and believe that God is with you, you walk different. Not only do you walk different, but you respond differently. See, a lot of times we're just reactionary. There's trouble going on when we react to the trouble. Whether that's in our actions whether that's in what we say. And to be quite honest, there's a lot of us that are just reacting to the trouble that's going on around us. When instead, as the people of God, as children of God, who say we truly believe that God is with us, instead we should just respond different. And we respond different because we have a brand new perspective. We have a different perspective. I don't see the world the way the world sees the world. I don't see people the way the world sees people. No, I see people and I see the world the way God sees people. When I became a new creation, I got brand new lenses. So now when I look at the world, I look at the world through the filter of the God lens. When I look at all the trouble that is going on in our world, when I look at the pandemic, when I look at the civil unrest, when I look at all this stuff, I look at it through the God lens. And if you're truly looking at it through the God lens, if you're truly looking at it through God's perspective, I believe our responses will be very different. Our response to the trouble that we may be going through personally will be very different. Be very different. See, it's different when you know God is with you. See, Elisha had a faith to say what he said because he knew God was already with him. God, I'm not going to ask you to show up. I know you're already here. All I want you to do is open the eyes of my servant so that he can see you're already here. And maybe our prayer should be, God, open my eyes that I may see. Lord, open the eyes of my family that they may see. Open our eyes that we can get a new perspective. Open our eyes that we can get a new perspective, a fresh perspective to see that you are already here. You're already here. Some years ago, and I don't like telling this story too much because it was kind of a really dark season, a rough season for, for us and for me um, in this time. And my dad 
probably remembers this too as well. He may remember it vague, more vaguely than I do, but uh, there, w- there was a time where in, in my life where I was in this weird situation where I put myself in some really weird situations in my own life personally that, 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 put, me in, in, that put me in situations with, with people who just did not have the best intentions for me, did not really care for me too much. Um, and there was one situation that I put myself in where uh, I was at work one day and there was somebody that, uh, some of these people that I put myself in this bad position with, they came up to my job to threaten me. They came up to my job to fight me. They came up to my job, like in the middle of work, right? And uh, they pull up and they start yelling at me and start cussing at me and they start all this kind of stuff. And I'm at work and I'm trying to figure out like, oh man, you know, what's, what's gonna happen, what's gonna, you know. So I was getting a little afraid because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And so there's this person threatening me, threatening to harm me, threatening to hurt me. Well, in that moment, it was all a God thing. In that moment, I happened to see my dad's car drive by. I saw my dad's here. And I don't even remember if that was scheduled. I don't remember if that was planned. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I saw my dad's car drive by, and he pulls into the parking lot. Well, something changed on the inside of me. Because now I wasn't afraid anymore because I knew my dad was there. And so now, like, I'm like, now I get a little bolder in what I'm saying now because I knew my dad is parking his car. I knew my dad saw what was going on and my dad gets out the car and he starts walking over to where I'm at. And I started acting different. I started responding a little bit different to the threats because now I knew I'm not alone. Not alone. And my dad comes up And he hears the threats and he senses what is going on. And the first thing my dad says is, hey, you better not be threatening my son. Well, it's in that moment you get even more bold because you're like, yeah. Do something. Right? Why? Because my dad was with me. I'm responding different. I'm feeling different. I'm more bold now. And praise God, the situation de-escalated and and nothing happened. But I thought about that as it relates to God. Because see, sometimes we walk into situations and we approach situations very timid. Not knowing what we're going to do. Not knowing what we're going to survive. How we're going to survive. How we're going to make it. What's going to happen. And maybe we just need a perspective change. Maybe we just need God to open our eyes and see, man, I am right there with you. The one who is with you is far greater than those who are with them. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the same for your life. The one who is on the inside of you is far greater than those who are out there. He's far greater than the circumstances you're going through. He's far greater than the marital issues you may be dealing with. He's far greater than the family issues you may be dealing with. He's far greater than that health diagnosis that you got. He's far greater than any pandemic. He's far greater than any civil unrest. He's greater. 
He's greater. Maybe we just need a perspective change this morning. Maybe we need to change our point of view. And I don't know what you're dealing with or what you're going through this morning. You may be going through some serious stuff. You may like the prophet servant, you may just like that person say, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? How am I going to survive? You may be feeling, uh, uh, you may be feeling stuck. You may be feeling paralyzed in fear. You may be doubting. You may, whatever it may be, I'm going to pray that the Lord would open your eyes this morning. That you would see, that you would see, not for God to show up, but you would see that he's already there. He's already there. Let's stand to our feet. If you need a fresh perspective this morning, you need a new point of view, then this is where we take our step. This is where we pray. This is where we talk to God. We're not gonna ask him to show up because he is already here. He's already with you, he's already in you. But we are gonna ask that our eyes would be open, that we would see you in the middle of our circumstance, that we would see you in the middle of our issue. And so if that is you this morning and you are in the middle of some drama, you are in the middle of some trouble, you are in the middle of chaos and you need a fresh perspective, just lay your hand on your heart this morning. Lay your hand on your chest. And just begin to ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Lord, give me a new perspective this morning. Give me a new perspective. Help me to see that you are already here. Help me to see that you are already with me. Help me to see and believe that you that are with me are far greater. You're far more than those that are with them. Father, you see every life that is here. You see every trouble. You see every amount of heartache. And Father, I pray that you would open their eyes, that they would see you. That they would see you. To the Arise Online family, I pray you would open their eyes, that they would see you that they would see you. The family situation, the marital situation, the financial situation, the health situation, God, whatever it is, you are greater. You are greater. You are greater. You are greater. Just tell them that this morning. Say, God, you are greater. Tell them, say, God, you're greater. You're greater than what's surrounding me. You're greater than the chaos. You're greater. And because you're greater, I don't have to be afraid. Because you're greater, I can walk around with a different kind of boldness. Because you're greater, I don't have to walk around in fear. I don't have to be anxious. But I can be bold and I can have peace. Father, we thank you.